Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. John Cook. I'm so glad you joined us today. As we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2, we will get into our lesson right after this. Our lesson today is lesson number 25. It will deal with the subject of the victorious Christian life. We now join in progress, part five of our study. How shall we then present to Christ our bodies holy and acceptable unto him? Number one, we must not be conformed to this world. Conformity to this world stands in the way of our living a holy life, a life acceptable unto God. This world has its way, generally, They show up by every man doing that which is right in his own eyes, just like the people in the book of Judges did. We see the complications of that and the results time after time in that book. God does not want us to live according to what we think is right, nor according to what the world says is right. God wants us to live according to what he says is right. We can only do that by getting into the Word of God and the Word of God getting into us. The old saying is, sin will keep me from the Bible or the Bible will keep me from sin. Psalm 119 and verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. We must get into the Word of God and study it, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 tells us, to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. It will not be fun because the flesh doesn't enjoy study. Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 12 says, much study is a weariness of the flesh. I think of a young preacher who told an older preacher this statement, He thought he would really enjoy being able to study the Word of God day in and day out. But he found out it was work. And that's why it calls us workmen in Timothy. By studying the Word of God, we accomplish the next step in faithful service to the Lord. And that is, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will, will of God. The next step deals with our transformation, or a dramatic change that God brings into our lives. This is a change of our mind. He changes how we think. For God renews our mind with His words. We need a renewed mind if we're going to live for God victoriously in our Christian life. We will no longer be able to think as we once thought and live a victorious Christian life. It is letting the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ be in us. That's what Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 9 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He was God in the flesh, but he made himself of no reputation, 
took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He was the God-man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He prayed and said, Not my will, let thine be done. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Having the mind of Christ means we no longer claim our rights. This is what the flesh does. It claims its rights. We are no longer interested in advancing ourselves before others. This again is what the flesh wants. But rather like the Savior, we make ourselves of no reputation. We become servants. We humble ourselves. We become obedient to God's will in our lives. None of this is easy. And certainly none of this is what the flesh wants. We hear so much about self-worth in this world today and the promotion of self. But in the word of God, we are told not to exalt ourselves, but to humble ourselves. James tells us in James chapter 4 and verse 10, humble, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift thee up. Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 4 tells us, Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Notice how repeatedly we are told to humble ourselves. That goes completely against our flesh. We're to humble ourselves. And the flesh doesn't want to live a humble life. Doesn't want to live humbling itself. The flesh wants to exalt itself. The flesh wants to be appreciated. But if we're going to humble ourselves, we have to forget that kind of a life. Then we are told that like the Savior, we are to submit to God's will in our lives. In the Savior's case, it was submitting to death, even the death of the cross. Since Jesus, as our Savior, became obedient to such a terrible thing, for such a terrible price, what is it that's so hard for God to ask us to do, to be obedient to? I doubt the problem is hardness unless it's the hardness of our own hearts. Living a victorious Christian life is not possible unless we are willing to be obedient to the Father's will. Let's hear what God wants us to do, what God wants us to be obedient to. We can see that in Romans chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. That's what God wants me to do. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. There's that word, living, again. God wants us to give ourselves to him as a living sacrifice. That's not too much for him to ask. When I consider what Jesus paid for me, 
When I have presented my body, not my life, my body as a living sacrifice, when I have allowed the Savior to transform me and renew my mind, then I can fulfill Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, which says that I can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I will know it for a fact. I will know the will of God with assurance for a fact. When I give myself to the Lord without reservation, when I give my body to the Lord without reservation. 